Live from Orlando, Florida, you're now listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Orlando Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans, and welcome back to another episode well, not another episode, our 100th episode of the Ozone Podcast brought to you by DraftKings and part of the Basketball Podcast Network, where you host Al, myself, Anthony, and today is Friday, February 11th, which is one night post of the NBA trade deadline. What's up, Al? What's going on, man? Congratulations. 100, man. You believe it? Man, it feels so real, man. It's 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 amazing to think that we started this thing three years ago as a, as a thing that we just tried uh, to see how things came out and, and what would happen. And here we are, man, three years later, 100 episodes. Man, what a journey it's been. Three seasons, man. It's crazy. And in celebration of our 100th episode, we talked last episode about doing our giveaway. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA trade deadline, kind of how everything went down. Um, but towards the end of this episode, we're going to do a live um, selection of our our winners. So we'll be discussing that a little bit later. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can just kind of skip over and we'll have the chapter there. That way you can kind of see who those winners are. And then we'll be reaching out to those individuals as well. Now, with the trade deadline out, a lot of people were kind of expecting a fire sale. Gary Harris, Terrence Ross, maybe Robin Lopez, maybe Mo Bamba. But that wasn't necessarily the case. They're still on the Orlando Magic roster. What were your thoughts, man? What were you expecting? Man, so I think heading into today, I think we all Magic fans expected at the very least one trade, but I would call it a meaningful trade, not not a small move, right? So we expected either Terrence Ross, Gary Harris, or Mo Bamba to be traded. Um, personally, I expected two trades of some sort. Um Fast forward to 11, 17 p.m. that we're recording this episode. Only one trade happened. And Mo Bamba, Gary Harris, and Terrence Ross are still in town. Um, so I am not extremely surprised. But I will say that I did expect one of Terrence Ross or Gary Harris to be traded. And that didn't happen. So I will say that, yeah, that, that did surprise me. How about you? So the Orlando Magic did obviously make a move. Just wasn't a move that anyone was expecting which kind of is the trend. We never know what our front office is doing. There's no whispers. There's no none of that. Um, But the Magic did acquire Bobo, P.J. Dozier, and Boston's 2028 second-round pick protected 1 through 45 and cash from Boston for 2023 second-round pick protected 1 to 55. So these picks are heavily protected, so you can kind of wash those out. No one is expecting for those to convey. The Orlando Magic also did announce that they are waiving P.J. Dozier. And uh, kind of leaves us with with Bobo and some extra cash. So what what does this mean? Because there was a lot of talks that people were kind of thinking that you know we'll end up just waving Bobo. And then based on what we're hearing from Jeff Waltman in the latest article on Orlando Sentinel um, from Kobe Price, is that's not necessarily the case. This is someone that the Orlando Magic are looking at as a young, talented prospect that they believe um, started off their career on the wrong footing. And they believe that Orlando is a great place for him to kind of get back on track. So what are your thoughts on Bobo? Man, so uh, what was it? Three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, he was traded from Denver to Detroit. And I remember my Twitter feed 
Filled with Magic fans saying, what? All it took was a second round pick to get this kid a look. Why couldn't we do that? Why couldn't we jump in on that trade and make that happen? Fast forward to the trade deadline. And like you mentioned, the picks are kind of going to be a wash. So we're not, not going to count that. So we really, we traded almost nothing for ball ball. So now we have another young player that we can add to our system. As uh, Jeff Walton lo loves to say, put our arms, arms around him yep, and that see what can happen. Um, so to make this very clear, he will not play this season more than likely, like 98% sure that that won't happen. So the earliest we might see him is at Summer League, if that, or just in training camp preseason next year. So, yes, another project, another injured player. Um, honestly, I don't know what to expect, but I will say for it to cost us nothing. Why not? Why, why not? Why not? I, You know, honestly, I was expecting for there to be more of a um, celebration from the fan base. I thought people were going to be hyped for it. And I really didn't get the, the general sense of that. Um, this is someone that has been kind of, I, I don't necessarily say linked to the magic per se, because we really haven't heard anything like that. Um, but it was, it was, it almost happened during the Aaron Gordon trade. We thought that he was going to be a part of that, or there was at least a, a general consensus that fan, the fan base wanted um, for the magic to trade for Bobo. Um, and that wasn't the case. We ended up getting RJ Hampton in that deal. Um, and this is another project. This front office really, really likes their project. I think the only the only thing that I would consider frustrating, or maybe it's the reason why people aren't as excited um, about this acquisition, is the fact that we're bringing in another injured player, as if we don't have already an abundance of injured players. What are we supposed to do? Do we do we keep waiting? Are we hoping and praying and wishing like it? it Adding him on board is just another player that it's going to take us a, a while to really say, okay, now we're fully healthy. Now, granted, this is a player that was drafted in the second round, definitely had a lot of, um, uh, he was, a lot of people were hyped about Bobo during the NBA draft. And he ended up falling and slipping. And from the little, from the glimpse that we've seen from him from Summer League and some, some of the games, you know, people really like what they see. He's kind of a unicorn in its own sense. The things that he's able to do as his at his height, he's seven foot two, seven foot eight wingspan. Like this dude has crazy length. There is a lot of things there to get excited about. Question is, how long are we gonna wait to be able to see those things? So as you mentioned that, I just realized J.I. is about to come back at some point. So is Markel. We haven't talked about this yet, but we also waived a couple of vets today that were injured in each one more and Michael Carter Williams. So when you look at our injury list, pretty soon it's going to be pretty thin, hopefully. RJ Hampton's going to come back. J.I.'s going to come back. Markel's going to come back. Guess what our front office decided to do? We love to have someone in that injury reserve that we have to develop. <laughs> gotta keep, we have, we have gotta to keep somebody on that injured island. So that's, I think, what they liked. Like, all right, we, we already went through the J.I. recovery. He's almost back. So is Markel. Let's add one more young guy to the list that so we can kind of keep on developing, hopefully. And, and it, listen, it could be like the Markel Fultz trade. When we traded for him, we had no idea what we were getting. We traded, you know, Jonathan Simmons and a second-round pick for Markel, not knowing if he was ever going to play for the Magic, let alone turn out to be the, the, the point guard that he became 
in his short time that he was able to play for us. So I'm not saying that this is going to work out. Nobody knows. Again, in my mind, I, I'm, I'm learning to be more realistic with the magic. I'm not going to assume that this is going to work out by any means. But if it does, even if 50% of it does end up working, I wouldn't mind Bobo Bo being a third string center on the Orlando Magic next season and playing when Mo Bamba gets hurt or if it, uh, Wendell needs a night off. Who knows? I mean, the few games that I've seen of this kid, ESPN loves him. Social media loves him. He's got a million followers on Instagram. So the the worst case scenario here, we get even more media attention. That's the best that can come out of it. It's it's wild because you take a look at kind of how the dynamic is going to kind of shape around. Let's say that Mobamba ends up saying and we we don't move him during the draft and he's he's on this roster next season. If you have a healthy Jonathan Isaac, a healthy Mobamba a healthy Bobo at some point. Let's say that the Orlando Magic end up drafting Che Holmgren. The amount of length that this team, like we know that this is the, the front office loves it. But the fact that it fully had, like, can you imagine how difficult that it? it's, it's like a bunch of spider webs. There's going to be deflections everywhere. Now it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see kind of how the dynamic works. I'm. This is one of those, and you mentioned it earlier, kind of very similar to, you know, trading for Markel Foltz, low risk, high reward. It's a bonus. If he ends up playing well, great. If he ends up not playing well, we didn't give up anything to bring him to Orlando. So um, I like the move. Um, I think, I don't know why I feel like people would be way more excited about it if it was a trade to bring him here while trading for one of our vets, like if we would have utilized one of our vets to bring Bobo, but instead it was a second round pick. So I, I think for the front office, they definitely see it as a win. I think the best move that the Orlando magic made during this NBA trade deadline is really the moves that they didn't make. We were hearing a lot before or during um, this morning and this early afternoon before the trade deadline, at 3 p.m. that the Magic had a really high asking price. They were asking or demanding a first-round pick for Rolo. They really wanted the first-round pick for Terrence Ross. And what it seemed like, deals didn't get done because they weren't coming off of that. Teams were waiting for the Orlando Magic to bring the price down on Terrence Ross to hopefully give up two second-round picks for Terrence, very similar to what we did last year with Evan Fournier. That did not happen. So I definitely say kudos to the front office. They didn't make a trade just for the sake of trade, in my opinion. Um, and I think that, you know, no matter what ends up happening with the vets that we have now, there's still a lot of good things to look forward to. You still got the return of Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac. You still have the NBA draft that's coming up with the top five lottery pick. You know, there's a lot of things to look forward to, and I think that that's one thing that you can at least hang your hat on. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, I think the the one takeaway about keeping Ross and Harris is just that. It highlighted how our front office is not here to get played. Like, they will hold on to their assets, even though it may result in buying out Gary Harris in a couple of weeks, which then you wonder, why not simply get a second-round pick for him at least? Well, the guy is making $20 million a year. It's not very easy to match that salary in a trade or trade into a team that has cap space. 
again, the Thunder could have been a team, but why would they want him? So, like you mentioned, the Lakers probably wanted Terrence Ross. There was a lot of rumors and smoke around the Lakers wanting him. Well, guess what? They were not willing to part ways with a first-round pick. We're not going to help you, LeBron. We're not going to help you, Lakers. Like, keep on your little team that you have going on there and figure it out. But it won't be from us. And you got to love the fact that our front office has the balls to make that decision. Whereas other teams would have been like, you know what? We have no other choice. Just send to the Lakers. Very last minute. So it's good to see because in previous history with the Magic, they would have caved and just get taken two second round picks for Terrence Ross and called it a day. So I think in that sense, we learned something new about our front office, and that is we will now make bad decisions. We're trying to do things the right way here. Front office, they're, they're not no pushovers. Um, I know that there's still like a lot of people in the fan base that they're still critical of this front office, but this is, again, an experienced front office that they're not going to put us in um, a bad financial situation. And for the most part, they've been doing a really good job since. So I'm I'm definitely okay with the decisions and the decisions that weren't made by this NBA trade deadline. Now, at the same time, we did see some adjustments made to the roster. So with the addition of Bobo, we also saw that the Orlando Magic waived Michael Carter-Williams, Etwan Moore. And I'll be honest with you, it, it kind of it took me back a little bit. I was a little surprised by it. I knew that there had to be some type of roster adjustments and decisions that needed to be made. But I really was looking forward to Michael Carter-Williams coming back um, with this roster just because there was so much flexibility with him he can play one through three definitely is it is uh the heart and hustle type of individual that you know it's going to go out there give you 150 percent dive on the floor get bloody whatever case may be but he was someone that was really looking forward to coming back from his injury and now we're really not going to see that that from him as well as a player that we signed earlier this season and we didn't even get a chance to see him play at all in each one more Nothing. The most that we got from Etwan Moore was him helping out some of the players with their floaters. That's that's it. That's it. I mean, let me first of all start by saying, man, Michael Carter Williams is not the perfect player by any means, but you cannot forget what that guy did for our franchise back in 2019 when it seemed like we had lost it all. We lost Briscoe and the play of hopes kind of were dimming. This guy came in and the Magic went on a crazy run, all because of this energy, all because of what he brought to the court every single night. So I don't know, in my mind, that run was created by Marco Carter-Williams. And I will always remember that from what he did for our team. And then he was a, a great vet. He never complained. He never whined. He did what he was asked of him. We made him change from a point guard to a small forward, putting a bunch of weight and a bunch of muscle. He went and did it quietly. He took it and, and just did it. And now, unfortunately, it ends in him being waived. Like you mentioned, I would have loved for him to, to be a part of this locker room and continue to lead these young guys. Because, again, we do need some vets in the locker room. And that leads me to my next point. It's kind of scary right now how we only have three vets in the locker room. We only have Terrence Ross, Gary Harris, and Robin Lopez. The rest is a bunch of young guys. Um, so I don't know if more moves are coming. I don't know who they're going to be calling up from Lakeland. I don't know what's next. But they need some uh, vets in that locker room because it's a lot of young guys just trying to figure it out right now. And that can be dangerous. Yeah, and it might it might get worse in the sense where uh, John Hollinger of The Athletic kind of came out with his list of potential buyout candidates. And he listed Gary Harris and Robin Lopez as potential buyout candidates. 
Gary Harris will be an unrestricted free agent after this season. So do you see the magic buying his contract out or do you see him staying with the team for the rest of the season and then him becoming a free agent towards the end? So I think it truly comes down to what Gary Harris wants. Uh, We talked about it last week. The front office will do what's right for the player. If Gary Harris comes out and says, you know what, I'm happy with the rebuild. I I believe in what's going on in Orlando. I want to be a part of this and I'm okay resigning here. We'll talk about numbers in the summer. Then you best believe the Magic will do their best to keep him and, and, and make him an asset in our roster. Now, if he's in the locker room saying or talking to the front office saying, hey, man, like I, I love what we got going on, but I would love to just be, I don't know, in L.A. with the Clippers or whoever it may be and help them make a playoff push. Or heck, go back to Denver and help them out make a playoff push. I think in that scenario, they would buy him out to make sure that he is satisfied, he's happy, he's not in the locker room creating a bad a bad environment, which I don't think he will either way. But my point is, I think they will do what's right for him. So it depends to what those talks be in over the next few weeks. Does he want to be here? Then you can expect him here. Or heck, has have they happened already? Do they know that Gary Harris was to resign in Orlando? We don't know. But I think whatever happens in the next few weeks will tell a lot. If he's still here by April when the season ends, you may see Gary Harris resigning in Orlando. We don't know. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I honestly don't see the benefits. Just kind of looking at it from his perspective, why he would want to sign here. Just the the age group is is a different dynamic. Um, as well as him being a free agent, he's going to want to get the biggest contract that he can possibly find. And that big contract is not going to come from the Orlando Magic. He's at the end of his four-year, $84 million contract that he got from Denver. And right now he's ending the season getting paid $20 million. There was a lot of high hopes, I would imagine, from the Denver franchise and and him, you know, being an elite player. Um, And, you know, he's not – I don't think that he'll find that same contract elsewhere, but I definitely think it would be a great idea for him to go out there and, and look for that. But this is also a contract that's coming off the Orlando Magic's book. That's $20 million that that's it. We're not paying that anymore. That's right. Past the season. So a lot of benefits from it. That's why I, I, I see the benefits of not necessarily benefits, but I'm okay with the fact that we didn't trade him because we don't have his contract for a long period of time. Exactly. Um, but I'm I'm curious to see what ends up happening, especially with uh with Robin Lopez. Um, when we signed Robin Lopez, a lot of people were confused as to the reason why we signed him to come here when there's a lot of teams out there that can really utilize his his services. I think a lot of people underestimated how much of a Disney fan this man is, and that may or may not have been a driving force. But um, it's it's definitely something to continue to keep an eye on um, because this is something that you know could happen within the next week, weeks, month, whatever the case may be, but something to keep an eye on for sure. Let me ask you this real quick. Would you... If you were running the front office of the Magic, what would you do? Would you think, hey, let me let me go ahead and buy out Gary Harris, do right by him if that's what he wants, in order to allow Markel Fultz, RJ Hampton, these guys that are injured at the moment, to come back and get those minutes? Or are you in the belief that, hey, if he wants to stay here, he's an asset. If he's willing to stay, let, let's hold on to him. What would your choice be? So he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Mm-hmm. I think it would benefit the team to work on a buyout 
make him available before the the playoffs and have him join the team as a rental for you know whatever is left. If it allows the Orlando Magic, the Orlando Magic to save a little dollars, I think that that would make a whole lot of sense if you're able to negotiate a buyout. But if not, his you want you want to be able to have if you lose out on Gary Harris, then now you really only have Terrence Ross and Rolo. Now let's say that you lose both of them and you do a buyout, then you're just left with Terrence Ross. You have open roster spots and you can add somebody, but who are you really adding? Who's out there on the market that you can you can add from the buyout market to replace those guys? These guys have already they've already been in in the team. They've already battled with the guys. They already built chemistry. I think in my opinion it would make more sense unless you're able to save a couple of dollars to let her to let these guys ride out the rest of the season. Yeah, and I, I mean, like I said, the only thing that makes me wonder is the tank. Many many Magic fans are wondering now, like, wait, we kept these two vets that are going to play. They've been helping us play better lately, especially Gary Harris. Would they impact the tank? Teams are coming for that, that tanking position too. Like you got OKC trying to lose like crazy, Houston, Detroit, Indiana's going to start losing a lot more, Portland. So the concern now becomes... Are we are we uh, in danger of putting ourselves out of the top five? Yes, yes. And are you okay we, with that? We've and we and we've talked about this before. The Orlando Magic—they're not your normal worst team in the NBA. We're starting to win games, and this is before adding our two best players. No NBA franchise would succeed without their two best players. It's a reality. Now, one team. But now you bring back Jonathan Isaac. You bring back Markel Fultz. Yes, they have to get acclimated. Yes, they have to kind of get used to the new players that they haven't played with. I get all that. And it will take time. But whether or not you have Gary Harris or not on the team or decide to buy him out, whatever the case may be, you still have these two guys coming back. And they're going to impact the game in winning ways. How many games? Who knows? But they're going to impact it in winning ways, and it could potentially mess up the the quote unquote tank. It's going to happen. I'm I'm not I don't I'm not worrying about I'm not worried about the tank right now. Yeah, I'm not worrying about it at all because we did that last season, and we ended up being where we're at. I'm I'm at the point where let it play out. Whatever happens, happens. We have an abundance of young talent. Would I really want one of the top three guys in this draft? Absolutely. Who doesn't? But at the same time, it is what it is. What 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 are you going to expect when you get Jonathan and Markel back? What are you going to expect? You're going to expect for us to play worse? It's not going to happen. That's right. Yeah, I think if anything, the team the team's only only going to get better from here. That's the reality, right? So, the only thing that makes me think is the front office get their hands in there, and now you'll see Terrence Ross with a little knee soreness, missing a bunch of games or things like that. But again. Either way, when you add Markel and J.I. to the mix, even with the minutes restrictions, they're going to make the team better. So, like you're saying, we cannot be here hoping that every game will be a loss because it's not going to happen. And don't forget, we have one of the easiest schedules the rest of the way, and we play a ton of home games. So winning will happen here and there. It's, it's, so don't, don't, don't stress over a single win here and there. Just don't do it. All right. So, Al, let me ask you, are you okay with that outcome of the NBA trade deadline? Um, 
the fan in me wished for at least a significant trade, like I said earlier, either Terrence Ross or Gary Harris. But I am satisfied with this simply because we did not make a bad move. We did not go out there and just make a move to make a move. We 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 stayed put. It shows that we're happy with what we we got so far, and we'll revisit this talks at the draft. Terrence Ross will be discussed again at the draft. He'll be discussed again next trade deadline if yep. needed. Like it's gonna happen. So I wouldn't say that it was the best outcome, but it wasn't a bad outcome. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. You can bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook is not available in your state yet, you can play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at a $1 million top prize with their first deposit. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. You can bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. You must be 21 or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void or prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, you can call or text the Tennessee Redline at one 800 889-9789. In Connecticut, call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, you can call 877-846-7369. I agree. It, it wasn't a bad outcome at all. I'm okay with the fact that, again, we made the move that we made and I'm okay with the moves that we didn't make. I think um, it's it gives us an opportunity now to really focus on the second part um, of the season. And uh, I'm looking forward to now the the changes and and the addition of of Bobo because I think that that's going to be um, I think that's going to be fun, and I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. Um, when he got traded to Orlando, there's a lot of people on social media outside of the Orlando fan base kind of rooting for him saying that you know I can't I can't believe that this guy hasn't made it on the roster this guy's going to he's going to surprise a lot of people wait until he gets healthy there's a lot of people rooting behind him you already you had already mentioned that he has a really big you know social media following and he's someone that it, and we've seen it before when he had some of the highlights in in preseason they went viral and it's crazy because there's not that many players in the NBA that's able to do what he does so it's gonna be fun to watch. It's gonna be interest, interesting to see how that plays out. Um, and I'm I'm happy that he's on the magic. I think it's gonna be a good move overall. Yeah, I completely agree. Yep. All right. So um not crazy amount of things that went down in the NBA trade deadline for the Orlando Magic. There was a lot more excitement happening around um the other side of the NBA. The East definitely got 
um, mixed around a little bit. Um, but you know, with that being said, we're going to jump into our now our 100th episode giveaway. So Al, if you want to pull that up, do this. So as we discussed before, the first winner will receive Jersey of choice between Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner. Second pick will win lower bowl two lower bowl tickets to a future game this season. And then third place will win a, um, uh, a guess on one of our future episodes. So we'll, let's get into it. Let's go ahead and pick the first winner. Perfect. So the first winner, we're we going from the top down or we're we going from the t- bottom up. So we're going featured on the podcast or are we doing the, uh, the let's, go fe- let's go featured. So this is going to be our third place winner featured on the podcast. Let's do this. So we third have... place winner. And the winner is Jacob Bogue. Did I say that right? Jacob. Yes, Jacob sir. Bogue. So Jacob will be reaching out to you and we'll make sure that we uh, coordinate a time to get you on the podcast. Congratulations. Right. You know, a lot of people were saying that they would prefer being a uh, guest on the podcast and then the other option. So that, that was surprising. I'm not going to lie. That was very surprising. Yep. All, All right. right. We're doing the two lower bowl tickets next. Two lower bowl tickets. Sam Crilly, congratulations. Sam Crilly, you are the winner of two lower bowl tickets to a future game. Exciting. That is awesome. So, again, we'll be in touch with you as well, Sam, and we'll coordinate uh, that game and get you those tickets. Final price. We got the two, the, the jersey. So, we got either Franz Wagner or Jalen Suggs' jersey of his choice. All right, and it's Stefan Lavalier. Lavalier, did I say that right? Stefan, yep. So Stefan will be in touch with you as well and get you uh, your Franz Buckner or Jalen Suggs jersey. Nice. Congratulations to the winner. Thank you, everyone who participated in that giveaway. There'll be more giveaways in the future um, and really exciting stuff. 100th episode. Can't believe we made it to 100. 100 is really different. You know how much commitment and consistency is needed for 100 episodes? Think about it, man. You were at a wedding today. Here we are, almost at midnight, recording this episode. So don't go don't go too far. We, we can see it tonight, the dedication. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right, on that note, it's a wrap for our NBA trade deadline episode number 100. We'll catch you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. For all the latest Orlando Magic news and updates, follow us on Twitter at the Ozone Pod and on Instagram at Orlando Magic HQ. Remember to subscribe and leave a five-star review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.